You're watching one of a series of videos where Elisa Childers and I respond to 23 progressive Christian claims, kind of like a progressive Christian manifesto that was written by Ragamuffin TV. We deal with these claims, some good, some bad, some ugly, and I'm hoping that this helps you to think biblically. Very good. Okay, number 17. Uh, God is not holding a gun to anyone's head saying, if you don't believe in Jesus, he's going to damn you to a literal hell for all eternity. That would not make God loving. And that would mean Jesus was lying when he told us to forgive 70 times seven and to forgive our enemies. So there's two kind of two claims in there. Um, he's saying for God to baby, basically say he's going to damn you to a literal hell would make him not loving. And then we can deal with the part about it apparently making Jesus into a liar. So what, what would you say to that first part? <clears throat> um, yeah, God's not holding a gun to anyone's head saying, if you don't believe in Jesus, he's going to damn you to a literal hell for all eternity. Well, the problem here is, is just the caricature, right? So the, this isn't about theology. This is about caricature. This isn't about what what are the conditions through which we would be condemned or be saved. That's not the question here. It's it's God's holding a gun, which makes him a bad guy. Yeah. So in other words, God is not a bad villain who is threatening you. And <clears throat> to that, I agree. Okay, that is that is <clears throat> pardon me. That is definitely a caricature and a, a, a wrong understanding of what like a biblical teaching of this would be. But I think the scriptural understanding is this is that it's your sin that brings you into God's judgment and God's less like a guy with a gun and more like a judge with a gavel. Mm. And he's telling you, um, I'm going to judge you for your sin, but I'm making another way. And the choice is yours. Mm. That, that would be probably a better caricature or a better representation of what's going on there. Yeah. And then, and then I think a lot of people are confused about this second part because I hear this claim a lot too, that, you know, if Jesus tells us to forgive our enemies and to pray for those who persecute us and to forgive 70 times seven. Um, doesn't it make him a liar if, you know, if hell exists and he's going to send people to hell? So so how can we make sense of that claim? Because I, I think that even might be something that could confuse Christians about, uh, about the nature of forgiveness and how that all works. Yeah, well, one thing I'll, I'll just acknowledge is is that God in the gospel, the, the heart of the gospel message is God forgiving his enemies. Right. Okay. So that is the heart of the gospel message is that we're all apart from God. We're lot. This is something progressive Christians would probably deny is the, the, the sin nature of mankind, mm -hmm. our wickedness, our guilt before God. So every Christian, everyone who gets saved is an enemy who was forgiven. And so that is preserved. That is absolutely the heart of the message. But there's a question here is like, is God asking me to forgive more than he forgives? Because like if someone sins against me, I'm just supposed to forgive, yet he has a conditional if you come to Christ. And I would say a couple things here. For one, there's a difference between forgiveness offered and forgiveness received. I am to offer forgiveness to everybody, but it doesn't mean I actually am restored in relationship with them. So let's say I was molested as a child, which thank God I wasn't, but let's say that that happened to me. My Christian duty is to offer forgiveness to that molester not to offer, offer restoration of relationship. That depends on their repentance mm. and their transformation. And if they haven't repented and changed, it's only a halfway forgiveness. My heart forgives, but they are not restored. That's the cross. God's full offer of forgiveness to the world, but the restoration doesn't take place until repentance. And so I think that that's the same case for our relationships. Um, we, we have an offer of forgiveness, but for the large relationship breaking issues, there does need to be repentance for there to be restoration. There's another sense, though, in which God's um, 
God's the rightful judge of the earth and I'm not. And so I'm called to forgive people who he is going to judge anyways. And that's because of our role relationship. It's like your kids, they're fighting. And if they try to take wrath out on each other, you're like, stop, that's not your job. That's my job. Yeah, right. <laughs> you, know? right. You, know, you can't punish one another. You need to forgive them and you come tell me and I will discipline them. That's very good. And, yeah. And that's part of our forgiveness. This is what we get in Romans 12. It says, uh, 12, 19, Romans says, beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God for its written vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. So part of my forgiveness is in acknowledging his role as sovereign judge. Mm-hmm. But let me mention the 70 times 77 thing because it's really interesting. There's a good chance that when Jesus says forgive 70 times 7, he's actually referring to an Old Testament passage or event where Israel goes into um, uh, punishment because for 490 years they have not let the land rest, which happens to be 70 times 7. So they violated the law of God to give it the land a Sabbath every seven years. And this 70 times 7 thing maybe a hearkening to God's incredible patience, how patient he was, hundreds of years of waiting, abiding with them, offering them grace. And then what did he do? He judged them. And they did actually get delivered into the hands of their enemies and the land was destroyed. So even in Jesus's own uh, quote here, it doesn't probably mean what people sometimes think. Yeah. That's very good. I'm going to be putting up one of these videos every single day until the entire series is uploaded on my channel with a playlist. So you might want to subscribe if you want to get those notifications. But if you can't wait, there's links to the two video interviews in large form that I already did on Elisa Childers' channel down below.